Fresh off getting ranked number two in the country, Kelvin Sampson and the Cougs avenged an early season loss with a big win over Iowa State on Big Monday. Have they already locked up a number one seed? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, folks? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your co-hosts. I am Andy Patton. That is Isaac Shade. His voice is coming back a little hey, bit. Hey, what's up? Well, that, that wasn't a great example of it, but it is coming <laughs> back, I promise you. Uh, today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. Folks, make every moment more. Right now, new customers join today, and you will get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more is a win. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Isaac, tons of stuff to get to. We had two, I was going to say exciting Big Monday games, but we had two Big Monday games. Let's put it <laughs> that way. Uh, Virginia certainly did not show up, at least not in the first half, really not for the entire game against Virginia. They, they got to 40. Andy, they, they made it to 40 points. They to 40 points. <laughs> they did not get doubled up by Virginia Tech, although it was in contention for a lot longer than it should have been. We're going to get to that game. We're going to start talking here about Houston's big win over Iowa State. We also got some conversation about the top 16 reveal over the weekend. Teams we think should be in, should not be in, what that looks like. We're going to close out the show recapping some game or previewing some games going on Tuesday evening. But Isaac, it is Tuesday. That means it is Trivia Tuesday. Uh, and in the spirit of talking about this Virginia game, I am going to give you a Tony Bennett-themed trivia question okay. here. Monday's loss. Is it about the, the musician or the coach? It is about the coach. <laughs> it's about the Virginia coach. I thought about going with a, maybe a Tony Bennett. I think he passed away this year, so maybe there's a, a theme there. But um, All right, here's the question. Monday's okay. loss. Biggest margin of defeat in an ACC game in Tony Bennett's Virginia career. But it is only the third biggest overall defeat by margin in Tony Bennett's Virginia career specifically. His biggest loss came in a 43-point massacre back in 2010 against a formal rival. We're going to recap. We're going to answer this question at the end of the show. But Isaac, which team beat Tony Bennett in, at Virginia in 2010 by 43 points? Okay. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to more about that game, but we do want to start here. Houston, 73-65 to 65 victory over Iowa State. A borderline top five matchup going on in Houston as they moved up to number two in the most recent AP poll. Iowa State moved up to number six. This is obviously a rematch of one of Houston's very few losses on the season. Uh, they had lost in Ames in, like, I think, the first week of Big 12 play, but have been really red hot since then. This is actually Houston's fifth consecutive home win against a ranked opponent. They have been really, really good as of late. Not a particularly pretty offensive game really on either side here. Not that a lot of Houston games typically are. Jamal Shedd really turned it on in this one. He had 20 of his 26 points in the second half. Really helped erase a, a sloppy game offensively from LJ Cryer, who had just eight points on two of 10 shooting for Houston to still be able to win this game is a huge, huge storyline for them. And Isaac, where I want to go with this, Houston's not only in sole possession of first place in the Big 12, which is a tremendous story as many people felt, hey, they're going to come into the conference and, you know, it's going to be a rude awakening for them going from the AAC into the Big 12. Are they going to be able to keep it up? They're in first place by a full game now over Iowa State. Can they maintain being the number one team in the Big 12? And more importantly, have they locked up 
one of the number one seeds because we know Purdue and UConn and we know Houston, Arizona, a handful of other teams are competing. But with a win like this, it feels like Houston might have pretty much put that spot on ice. Uh, Andy, yeah, I mean, I think you might be onto something there. I know that in our poll, we had Houston third mm-hmm. and in the AP poll, they were second. And like we said, it's split in hairs, right? It's just right mm-hmm. there. Um, and and so while I disagree with the AP poll, yeah, I, I understand mm-hmm. why they're there. Yeah. When I look at what Houston has done, you know, there was that interesting, you, you mentioned the loss at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Their next game was a loss at TCU. And it was like, all right, maybe Houston coming off of this week non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Let's remember how yeah. poor, it's like in the outside the 200s. Mm-hmm. Um but then since then, they started one and two. They've gone nine and one since then, Andy. And to ask if they're in, like, have they locked up that last one seed? I mean, because we believe that UConn and Purdue are essentially there at this mm-hmm. point. Listen to the rest of Houston's schedule, Andy. At Baylor. Yeah. Home to Cincinnati. At Oklahoma. At UCF. Home to Kansas. Mm-hmm. If they can get by I think that game at Baylor is tougher than home against Kansas. Would you agree with that? I think so too. I think at Baylor is the toughest game they have left on the schedule. And that's this coming Saturday. If they Mm -hmm. can get over that hump, I mean, getting this win over Iowa state is massive. I know that sounds kind of weird to say, but Andy, I I think they would have to lose two more regular season games Mm -hmm. and lose before the finals of the big 12 championship to not maintain that number one seed. So I think they're in great shape for it. I don't know if I can say locked up, yeah, but goodness gracious, they're in great position for it. Yeah, and I mean, even then, like if they do stumble in a couple of these games, I think for somebody to jump them, you would need Tennessee to win the SEC, which is obviously something that could happen, that might happen, that I think honestly probably will happen, but that probably needs to happen. Maybe uh, certainly Arizona can't falter at all. They need to stay on that one line. Like there's a lot that would need to happen outside of Houston you know, failing to take care of business. If Houston wins these these next five regular season games, I think it's a lock, 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 even if they lose early in the Big 12 tournament. I think it's pretty much on ice at that point. But if they go three and two in these next few games, then, yeah, maybe there's a bit of a, you know, a worry that maybe they could slide into that two line if something happens with Tennessee or, or Marquette or Carolina or something like that. But this team has put themselves in, to be in the spot where we're having this conversation in late February of like, has Houston already locked up a number one seed and they already have this full one game lead in the big 12. Like for, I was somebody who was high on Houston coming into the year. I thought, yeah, I think they're ready to compete in the big 12. I don't know that I would have predicted this. We can go back and find out what I did predict, but I bet it was not this. Uh, This has been a really, really good stretch of basketball and they're doing it with an inconsistent offense with, you know, Cryer having uh, games like this where only has eight points. Like they can still find ways to win because they're so tough their defense is so disciplined. They're a great rebounding team. And to beat, a, I mean, I think Iowa State deserves to be ranked sixth in the country. I don't think this that's is right. a bad ranking that's for right. them. Uh, and that's just the testament to how good it is, how good of a win this is for Houston. Yeah. The, this was about Houston, not Iowa State. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great point, Andy. And, you know, but congrats to Iowa State, though. They did outscore Virginia in the first half on Monday night. Um, and so <laughs> that, that was great stuff. But, Andy, and here's the other thing, too. It would take two two teams overtaking mm-hmm. Houston for them to fall to the two lines. So yeah. they're in great shape. Real quick, elsewhere in the Big 12 on Monday night, Texas got a win at home over K-State 62 to 56. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, that doesn't really do anything 
at or even near the top of the Big 12 standings because yeah. following that, Texas is only tied for eighth and K-State mm-hmm. is 11th in the wow. Big 12. Um, Andy, let me just rattle off what's in between there. You said Houston's at the top 10 and three. Iowa State second by themselves at nine and four. Baylor eight and four. Kansas eight and five. Wow. And then TCU, Texas Tech tied for fifth at seven and five. And then you get to BYU and others in seventh and beyond. So yeah. Big 12, man, a lot of depth, but a lot of teams still looking for big time victories. Still wild to see Kansas in fourth, not tied for fourth, just sole possession, fourth place. Very wild to see them in that spot. But Isaac, we do want to get to this very, very insane result in the AAC, or excuse me, the ACC, the first game of Big Monday, Virginia Tech hosting Virginia, 75 to 41 was the final score here. And this thing was over when Virginia Tech went on a ridiculous 20 to nothing run over a span. I think it was seven, eight minutes or so that Virginia Tech held Virginia completely scoreless. They were up 36 to 16 at halftime. Reese Beekman led Virginia in points at halftime with four. That was the story of this game. Virginia's offense yeah. never got off the ground. I mean, they score 16 points in the first half and only score. When, when 25 points is your highest scoring half by nearly 10, that is not a good sign of the day that your team has. And what's crazy about this, Virginia has had so many blowout losses this year. Their overall resume doesn't look that bad. This was an opportunity for them to push all the way up towards the top of the ACC standings. I believe a win would have would it have tied them. Is that correct? No, it would have just had them keep pace with UNC. They would have kept pace because they they host UNC Saturday. That's right. If they had won this and that. I believe they would have had sole possession of first. That's correct. Yes, you're right. But they now they're three. They're in third place. They're one and a half back from Carolina. Right. One game off of Duke. But the the margin of defeat for Tony Bennett's teams this year has been. Shocking. They had a 26-point loss to Wisconsin early in the year. 23-point loss at Memphis, which has not neither of those have aged particularly well lately, at least, with Memphis. They got 16-point loss at NC State, 19-point loss at Wake Forest, 11-point loss at home to Pitt. That is their closest loss of the season is 11 points. And then now this 34-point loss at Virginia Tech. It is the second largest margin of victory for Virginia Tech over Virginia in 158 matchups between these two schools, just a complete destruction by a Virginia Tech team that I don't want to say they're bad. They're not bad, but they're, they should not be doing this to Virginia by any stretch of the imagination. Just a, a incredible performance from them. And it just felt like, like Virginia just didn't show up for this one. Yeah. And, and Andy, like you look at it and there's just no, there, like there's no DeAndre Hunter on yeah. the roster. There's nobody that's just like, when things break down and Virginia's having a bad day, this dude can go mm-hmm. and get a bucket. And I, you know, I know, um, like you kind of feel like you got that maybe sort of kind of a little bit with Reese Beekman, but yeah. it's just that's not really fully his game at a consistent yeah. level. And so Virginia just does not have that. And so look, they still have a massive opportunity Saturday to come. Mm-hmm. To, to knock off North Carolina and keep stuff interesting in the ACC. But, uh, boy, Andy, this is a woofer. A woofer! Yeah. Well said, well said. Yeah, I think Virginia, Virginia season's certainly not over. They got a chance against North Carolina. They got a chance against Duke later in the year. But, man, uh, the way that some of these losses have gone for them, it's hard to imagine that they can uh, pull it around together. But we'll see. It's still got a couple days till they got that game against Carolina. But, 
Isaac, I want to move on and talk about the top 16 reveal, which took place over the weekend. We didn't get a bunch of conversation about it on Monday's show, so we're going to talk about it more today. Plenty of thoughts on who should, who should not be in this top 16 conversation. All that coming up. After a word from today's sponsor, FanDuel. Folks, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. We're going to get to our preview section at the end of the show, but UConn currently favored to pick up their 15th straight Big East victory on the road at Creighton by two and a half points at FanDuel. Will they pull it off? Where should you be putting your money on that one? We'll talk about that. But if you want to get in on that action, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, Isaac, talking top 16 reveal, which happened over the weekend. Again, these this reveal happened before Saturday's action. So Saturday's games, Sunday's games, Monday's games were not factored in for this top 16 reveal. I'm going to talk about the which teams were picked. We're going to talk about which teams we think might make deep runs, which teams maybe shouldn't have been in this conversation. I will start with the one seeds, Purdue, UConn, Houston, and Arizona. Obviously, at this point, I think the general consensus would be at least to flip UConn and Purdue uh, at the very top of those uh, rankings. The two seeds, North Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas. The three seeds, Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State, and Duke. And then your four seeds, Auburn, San Diego State, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Before we get into which teams should or should not be there, certainly we'll have some thoughts on a few of those teams at the end. I want to talk about the SEC aspect of this because there are two teams, two teams out of these 16 who have never been to the final four. Those two teams are Tennessee and Alabama, your two SEC schools. Each have been to one Elite Eight, no Final Fours. Every other team has made it. Auburn broke their streak in 2019, knocking off Kentucky, in fact, to get there. So before we get into which team should or shouldn't be in this reveal, out of those two teams, Tennessee and Alabama, who is most likely to break their streak and make it into the Final Four? I'll go with Tennessee, Andy. Um, because I predicted them preseason to go to the final four. And so I want to be right. Dadgummit. No, um, (laughs) legitimately, even today, I still feel that way. I think dude, Alabama's offense is something ridiculous this year, Andy. They've proven that game in and game out. There's so much consistency with, um, that, that crimson tide offense Mm -hmm. that, that NATO has absolutely rolling, but the defense is still 73rd at Ken Palm. As of the time of this recording, that does not give me enough faith in in the crimson tide to do it while on the other hand tennessee that defense continues to roll like they do every single year the difference this year is that the offense is right there they are 15th in adjusted offensive efficiency it's not just dalton connect it's zakai ziegler it's santiago vescovi there's enough jonas adu all these guys Mm -hmm. contributing to what this defense always does they're top five in defensive efficiency i will rock with the vols to be the team of these two that makes their first final four. 
Yeah, you honestly, I have nothing to add. That is exactly the opinion that I have here. I think Alabama offensively is great. Defensively, I'm just not sure they're there to make that kind of run. Tennessee defense is great. Offense is in a better spot in part because of connect, but in part because of the other pieces as well. Uh, I think Rick Barnes's team's got a real chance to actually do it this year and find themselves in the final four. Uh, looking and, and at, about, incidentally, this and, SEC race down the stretch is going to be yeah. a lot of fun, man. Oh, I'm man. super excited for it. It's yeah. going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, I think Kentucky's still in the race. You got Auburn, you got Alabama, you got Tennessee. Oh, man, it is going to be a really, really good I, one. I hope Jalen Williams is going to get back. That's that's the one. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it'd be, be a bummer for him to miss this whole race here. Uh, looking at the top the top sixteen teams here, wanted to talk before we get into like who should who shouldn't be there. What teams were maybe just misseeded? Like where, okay, we think they should be in this top 16 reveal, but maybe they're a little higher than we think they should be, maybe a little lower than we should be. I'll start. I don't see Kansas as a two seed right now. To me, they feel pretty concretely like a team I would have on the three line. Yeah, uh, They have these road losses. They're, I mean, they're in fourth place in the Big 12, and that's not to say that you can't be a two seed in fourth place in the Big 12. That's how really good the Big 12 is. But Iowa State's, you know, two full spots ahead of them. And I know that this, again, this came out a couple of days ago, so that has changed a little bit. But sure. to me, Kansas, I feel they feel like a three seed to me. Like I think Baylor and Iowa State, again, both ahead of them in the standings, being on the three line. Uh, we'll see what happens if Alabama wins the SEC. I think they probably bump up anyway. Duke, I think, could probably bump up a little bit. But I felt like Kansas was kind of given a little bit of grace being uh, listed as a two seed here, where I think they're probably they've played more like a three seed in my mind. Andy, for me, it was North Carolina, but not in miss seeding. It's just their overall seed line. Yeah, I thought that they would be a two seed, but I would have had them like at the other end of the two seed line, like eight overall instead of fifth overall. That was that was interesting to me that the committee had them there, um, especially because Carolina had lost three of their last five. So um, that's where we're at. Andy, let's um, have some other conversations with it. Um, let's look at maybe... Who is a team in this top 16 that just frankly should not have been? What did the committee, which team was included that the committee got wrong? Well, I think it's Wisconsin. I think it has to be Wisconsin. And obviously, you know, it's a bit of a benefit of hindsight in the last couple of days. But Wisconsin was on a really, really negative streak coming into this weekend as well. They'd lost a handful of games. And and I think them and San Diego State were the two that stood out. San Diego State, in, I mean, they hadn't they weren't ranked in the AP poll when this top 16 reveal came out. Now, I thought they should have been ranked last week. Yeah. And that has been corrected. I think they're 18th now. Uh, in the poll this week. And that felt uh, much more correctly to where they should be. I thought it was surprising that they weren't ranked last week, but it was surprising to see them show up on a top 16 reveal as an unranked AP team. That's not something you see very often, but uh, Mountain West, incredibly competitive, obviously. And so you're seeing a few more losses from some of those top tier Mountain West teams, but uh, the the slide Wisconsin is on has made them look like a team that shouldn't be in this conversation. Uh, San Diego state felt like kind of an odd addition, but I think it, it works. Okay. I think Wisconsin's the team that's certainly trying in the wrong direction. No disagreements there. One additional add, San Diego State is 19th this week. Okay, gotcha. Close. No, you were so far off, Andy. You're, I mean, you're way. <laughs> um, Isaac, were there any teams that, if you're going to take off Wisconsin, if you're going to take off San Diego State, like who, who are the teams that you would add? And I'll be honest, like I didn't feel like there was any egregious, like wow, that team absolutely deserves to be there. And looking at our college basketball rankings uh, for this week, which again has the benefit of a couple extra days, the only two teams we had in our top 16 of the rankings that were not in the top 16 reveal were Creighton and Dayton. I don't think Dayton necessarily is in that 
four seed conversation. Creighton, I think you could make an argument for. Certainly, we will have more information 24 hours from now when they play UConn. If they win that game, they're absolutely in the conversation. If they get blown out like Marquette, they're probably not in that conversation. But even then, like, I don't feel myself passionately arguing like Creighton deserved to be in there. It's like, oh, they they probably could have been, but it's it didn't feel like there was any huge missteps in my mind. Yeah. I'm right with you, Andy, and, and kudos to the committee for a great job on that of looking at resumes, not just, you know, like bringing all the information together. Mm-hmm. And so right there, I think Creighton is the only one that I'd, I'd quibble with and, and pull yeah. the content out. Andy, quickly, mm-hmm. let's make some calls. We have four groups of four teams, one seeds, two, threes, and fours. Out of each of these groups, who is the most likely to not make the sweet 16 from each seed line? Let's start at the bottom and like Drake, <laughs> now we're here. So on the four seed line, who uh, is the team most likely to not make the Sweet 16? That's and as a reminder, it's Auburn, San Diego State, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. I, I mean, they're just not playing well right now. I think that there's a chance that they'll find themselves a little bit uh, and play better down the stretch. But I just I don't see this team being a Sweet 16 team. There is no other answer. Three seeds, Alabama, <laughs> Baylor, Iowa State, and Duke. I'm going to go Bama here, and it's mostly because of what you talked about earlier, the defense. I, yeah. I their, their offense could absolutely get them to the Sweet 16, but they're going to play enough good teams in the first few rounds. They have to defend better than they have, and if they can't do it, I think they get bounced a little early. Uh, what's funny is my answer is Iowa State, but for the opposite reason, I mm-hmm. think that defense is going to do everything it needs to do, but you still got to be able to score at a high level, and we saw the example of that on Monday night that they struggled mm-hmm. with that at times. Mm-hmm. Two seed for me, I'm going Marquette. And the reason I'm going Marquette is because they have not played. I think they've only played one ranked team in 2024. They have just had a calendar year 24. You mean yeah, in the calendar okay. year 2024, they've only played one ranked team and it was UConn and they got smacked very badly. This is a team that hasn't been and the Big East is good, but they their schedule has lined up in a way where they haven't had to play as a super challenging schedule. I think that Marquette is very good. They did get bounced early last year. Uh, but I worry a little bit about the defense and I just I think that this is a team that hasn't quite been tested as much as as maybe that that high ranking has put them into and I think there's a chance that they could get bounced early again. Uh Tennessee and North Carolina, I feel a little bit better about because I think they're a more balanced team. So I'm going to go with Kansas because specifically of their lack of depth. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. if they get into some foul trouble, if there's an injury like we saw recently with Kevin McCuller, that could put Bill Self's team in a world of hurt. And in a one-off scenario where you're one and done, that could get them. For the one seeds, I'm going Arizona, and it's less – like I have some concerns about Arizona. They've had some some defensive lapses. We're giving up 100 points to teams like Stanford. We've seen them struggle at times. But it's less about like I'm really concerned about Arizona and more like none of the other teams – like it's not UConn. It's not Purdue. I understand why people will say that it's sure. Purdue, and I get that. But to me, it's not UConn. It's not Purdue. It's not Houston. So, therefore, it's Arizona. It's almost a process of elimination for me. Literally exact same process of elimination. I'll add nothing. Well – we talked about it already. UConn at Creighton. That is a huge game coming up Tuesday night. We also got Baylor at BYU. Two really fun ranked on ranked games. There's also plenty of other action that we're going to get you some previews for. Right after I tell you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Folks, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which has the right tools to help you find the professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn is not just another job board. 
They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire and gives you access to professionals you cannot find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process both easy and intuitive. Hiring is super easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process even easier. They just launched a new feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process quicker and more efficient. Currently, 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. And if you want to join them, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac, we got a handful of fantastic college basketball games on Tuesday evening here. We kind of already teased the two ranked-on-ranked games. UConn, number one team in the country, taken on Creighton, 8.30 Eastern time on FS1. FanDuel has UConn favored by two and a half points in that one. And then Baylor, number 11 at number 25, BYU, holding on to a spot in the top 25. That game is at half an hour later at 9 Eastern time on ESPN. FanDuel favors BYU at home in that one by three and a half points. Uh, before we get into the other games, Isaac, which of those two games stands out? It's hard to not pick UConn Creighton, but I feel yeah. like two really fun games here. <clears throat> they, they both are, Andy. That's a great point. It's hard to pick one over the other. Look, here's the deal. Creighton needs this win infinitely more than UConn does. Will that play a factor? However, if UConn wins this game, I mean, the Big East race is basically already done. But if they get this one, I mean, yeah. like, go go to sleep. It's done and over. But <laughs> I'm really curious. To see, you know, Baylor Shireman's been playing really well, but he's been playing a lot of minutes. Can Trey Alexander do some work again? Man, like, there's just a lot of fun matchups in this game. And so that should be great. But for Baylor, look, the elevation's slightly higher in mm-hmm. Utah than it is in Waco, Texas. <laughs> Unless you go stand on top of the silos at Magnolia and wave to, to the, <laughs> you know, whatever their names are. Um, and, but so Andy, like, like is Scott Drew having them in hyperbaric oxygen tanks? I don't know what's <laughs> happening to get ready for this thing, but that is really always a factor. Late game, going to be interesting to see what happens. We got two ranked teams going on the road to take on unranked opponents. That has been a massive theme throughout the season this year. We got Tennessee, number five, going on the road to take on Mizzou, 7 Eastern time on the SEC Network. Uh, Tennessee favored by quite a bit in that one at FanDuel, 12 and a half points. And then speaking of teams that play at lower elevation going on the road to take on higher elevation teams, San Diego State, number 19. They're going on the road to take on Utah State, 9 Eastern Time CBS Sports Network. Utah State favored by two and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, I think we're going to have another ranked team going on the road and losing partially because I think Utah State should still be in the top 25 personally. I think these two teams are really evenly matched. I think San Diego State's going to have a hard time with that road one. But I'll tell you this, I do not think we are going to see two ranked teams going on the road and losing because I think Tennessee is going to be just fine against a really hapless Missouri team. Just don't screw this up, Tennessee. But just like on Monday night, we had a game between two teams tied atop the Big 12. This game, San Diego State and Utah State, is two teams right now tied atop the Mountain West. Who's going to take the charge? Ooh, that is a fun, fun game. We got five more quick ones that I'm just going to power through here. Butler at Villanova. Fun one in the Big East, kind of a, a bubbly type game. 6.30 Eastern time, FS1, Nova favored by six and a half. Arkansas at Texas A&M in the SEC. Normally a game you'd think there'd be a little bit more 
uh, oomph behind it, but Arkansas has not been good. In fact, AM favored by 10 and a half in that one at 7 Eastern time on ESPN. TCU at number 23, Texas Tech, 9 Eastern time, ESPN 2. Tech favored by five and a half in another fun Big 12 matchup. Then we got Big 10 action, Maryland at Wisconsin. Can Wisconsin find a way to get a W here? Maryland hasn't been great, but this is the kind of game Wisconsin has struggled with lately. They are favored by seven and a half points. If you want to watch that one, you better go make sure you got Peacock because that is where it'll be at 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 9 Eastern time. And then going out to the WCC San Francisco on the road at St. Mary's there without Joshua Jefferson, uh, one of their key starters this year. That's a potential upset watch uh, for Chris Gerlison and the Dons. 11 Eastern time on ESPN2. FanDuel is still favoring the Gales by 6.5, but I would not be surprised to see that one come right down to the wire. Isaac, We're going to get straight into our trivia answer here before we wrap this bad boy up today. The question was simply, which team, non-ACC team, has handed Tony Bennett the biggest loss in his Virginia coaching career back in 2010? The extra hint was that it was a former rival. You got any guesses? I do. So 2010 was his first year at Virginia after coming over from Wazoo in the Clay Mm -hmm. Thompson years. So I think by nature of it being an old rival, I got to say Washington. The Washington Huskies, who I haven't, it's it's been a while since they've been particularly relevant in a basketball perspective, but a 43-point win in 2010 over Tony Bennett and Virginia. I kind of wish that I had been a Virginia fan at that time, seeing, oh, he's playing one of his old rival teams. Let's see if they can do something, and just did not go well. Certainly things have gone much better for Virginia since that first year, but thought that was an interesting anecdote there uh, about some of the worst losses Tony Bennett has taken because it was a unfortunately relevant conversation for the day. Also, Matisse Tybel's really mad that you don't think his Washington team was awesome. So <laughs> I liked watching Matisse Tybel in college. I'll tell you that I did, but that the team's just never really, never really panned out. <laughs> they were like an eight seed, right? Yeah, Come I on. think so. I think so. That's good for you, <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. We already lost the Washington fans anyway, so that's going to be <laughs> fine. Uh, folks, thank you so much for making the show your first listen or your first watch of the day. Shout out to those of you hanging out with us on our Discord channel. If you want to join us, it is free. There is a link in the show notes on audio and video platforms. We'll be talking all sorts of uh, action on Tuesday night and getting into the rest of the week because we've got some really fun basketball all week long here. Uh, thanks again to those of you who are listening. Apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats, and until tomorrow, peace.